how did how did that initial conversation go? Like, did you just approach him or a blue? Like, how, how did, yeah, how did yeah, it all yeah, that come together? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's it's a funny story because um, I had known him for a very long time, just mainly through social media. I just hit him up on Instagram. I was like, "Yo, you're free for a call." You know, he never met me in person. He's like, "Yeah, man. Like, here's my number." Gave him a call. I was like, "Dude, go off." But like, have you heard of NFTs? And he's like, "No, man. Like, what are those?" <laughs> so you know, we kind of deep dove into that space. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Crypto, the podcast exploring all things entertainment and Web3. I'm your host, Stephen Ladden. Our guest is Sean Falcone. Sean is the co-founder of the Metagalactic Club, which is the parent company to the Dazed Ducks universe. In this episode, Sean details growing up in a third world country and pursuing a tech education how that tech education combines with some entrepreneurial activities, ultimately pushing Sean into the Web3 crypto space, which he is presently in. He then details the inspirations behind Dazed Ducks, what went into that project, what continues to go into that project, and what we can expect overall from the Metagalactic Club in the coming months and years. So let's dive in. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Sure. So, Sean, you know, crypto is a burgeoning industry, it seems, uh, an idea, and now increasingly a tangible landscape. What, how did you get immersed in, in the world? Is that something that you even thought about back in the day, that, that one day you'd be working in this decentralized space? How, how did it all start for you? Yeah, for sure. So I would say that the, the, the first slight introduction to crypto to me, and, and it, is, it leads a little towards the, this negative association that crypto has as far as I was in college and I did need a fake ID. Okay. So <laughs> what it was like... <laughs> Like, oh, okay, so then, but so that's when I did stumble on Bitcoin. Okay, uh, whether I got it or not, I don't know. We'll leave that as a mystery. But, uh, but, but that's kind of when, when Bitcoin did first appear on the radar. Um, and to me, it was just like, okay, digital transfer, that's cool. I guess, like, not like PayPal, which, which I'm from a third world country, and, and PayPal has always just been uh, a, a, a a pain in the ass uh, to, to transact with, you know, they, they hold your funds for so long and whatnot. So I, I looked at, I looked at the price at the time it was about a hundred dollars. I was like, okay, well that's kind of cool. But um, I was in my college year. So I was very into like drinking and partying and, and that's it. You know, <laughs> that, 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 that went away and, and I never saw Bitcoin again uh, until 2016 when, when things kind of started getting hot on the market again. And, uh, and it came up on the radar again um, at that time was around $600 then. I was like, oh, okay, not bad, not bad. And, and, and I really deep dove into it and, and really learned more about what it was. And like, no, it's not just used for illegal activities or, you know, <laughs> what, what this big association that it had with it, right? Um, uh, and, and it definitely caught my interest back then. Unfortunately, at that time, I just didn't have a lot of capital personally, so I wasn't, you know, able to deep dive into it as an investment, but just more so as, you know, getting getting familiar with, with the community that was being built around it. Um, and, and again, you know, and then from there, just yeah, deep diving into the knowledge of it and, and branching off into, you know, other coins and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of my introduction into Bitcoin. Got you. And and you 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 say you were from a third world country and and, and then went to to school. Where, where where were you from originally? And then where did you go to school? Sure, I'm from Antigua. It's a small Caribbean island. Um, I, I would say for most people, it, it's close to Puerto Rico, a little bit further down the mm. Caribbean chain. Uh, I was born and raised here uh, by by Italian parents. So funny enough, met here. Um, and I, I studied here. I, I did uh, uh, until sixth grade, then boarding school in the States, back here for high school, and then came college and deciding what to do then. Um, 
And I was already at that time, I was around 15, 16 years old, and I, and I did really get into computers. Uh, first, it was with Photoshop, you know, doing these cool little designs and and that that captivated my attention, just, you know, being able to create something on the computer. So I knew that I wanted to be in this field. I didn't know exactly what games, games also really caught my attention. Um, so I was like, all right, let me, let me, you know, study this. So I went to San Francisco, the Academy of Art University and studied web design, new media is what it was classified back then. I think they changed the name now. Um, so yeah, and, and there it's, again, when I kind of deep dove into old building of websites, learning animation, learned some coding, it was a very all round in this industry, which was um, a great experience. Yeah. And so it sounds like then you had a background in web design and in computers and an enthusiasm for, for all of those things, uh, was then the, the migration into crypto just in a, uh, the progression of pursuing those interests and that's kind of where the passion started to align as well or how, how did that all kind of yeah move forward yeah a hundred percent just just kind of being in in the 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 web industry um and, and very passionate again yeah about about this you know computers and being able to to build stuff on them it definitely led into this crypto side However, when, when I first came across the crypto side, it was more on the investing side. Um, so like a little bit further on my, in my crypto career, one of my online businesses finally started to do well. Um, and then I, I went into it as an investment. And then now launching the Metagalactic Club and, and Days Ducks, it's been quite neat because I've managed to get all my experience from you know, this web world and, and web marketing and put it into a NFT slash crypto industry and really merge these two worlds together, which has been um, mm. yeah, quite awesome. But yeah, completely. Yeah, they, they, they definitely one led to the other and now it's just kind of a mesh of the two. <laughs> so in a lot of ways, having a, is, how important is then your background of web design and, and, and gaming and and it sounds like investing, you know, like that, that seems like a very specific background. Mm-hmm. As an important in like what we're currently pursuing or. I think in, in, in terms of understanding the direction that crypto is taking, say web and mm. internet and uh, then sh- certainly into what you're currently pursuing, but really your perspective of, yeah. of, noticing hey i have to pivoting into crypto and to right. the future of say the internet is something that makes sense for sure i think the big you know the big hot word there is is the web3 world right as in where i was you know i learned to build stuff in the web2 space and don't get me wrong not like super crazy coder but enough to you know get websites up um at least have a good idea of getting web uh, apps out there um, so now, yeah, this whole Web3 space, yeah, it, it, I think the experience I've had in the past has been yeah, pretty vital to just, again, deep diving into this space. And in particular, uh, something I'm very interested in is is the whole wallet connectivity, as in like that's like your identity, which you can choose to remain anonymous if you wish to. Um, and and kind of starting to eliminate this whole the 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 powerhouses such as Facebook, Google connectivity, mm. which are all about tracking you. I think I think that's something that's very interesting in this in this kind of next web world that, that we're looking at. Gotcha. And okay, so so just to understand Tom too, so so growing up in Antigua, you you or to to Italian parents go to flash forward, go to San Francisco for, for women design. Mm-hmm. And were there other people in your, like, did you meet people at, at school that, that were also pursuing a similar thing? Or w- was this sort of, again, more of a, an alignment in terms of, sure. all right, Hey, I, I have, uh, the web background, I'm interested in investing, everything's coming together. Or were there other people involved kind of joining on that journey as well? 
On this particular journey, no. However, uh, a really important piece of the people that I made a connection with in those years is the journey of just general creativity. You know, being placed in, in, in San Francisco, surrounded by, by such creative individuals and, and people, you know, everyone there. And also the fact of being in an art school, you know, everyone there working on a project. It definitely shaped me to becoming an entrepreneur. I caught the entrepreneur bug in San Francisco, 100% there, like massively. And I think that was an impact of being placed even in, in a place where it's even known for kind of the, the startup world. Um, so yeah, it, it, it definitely shaped me to, to, to where I am now without a doubt. Um, and yeah, touching back on the entrepreneur bug is, is just when, you know, there I just had a whole heap of ideas that I wanted to work on and I just deep dove into it to where I, I actually didn't even end up finishing school to pursue those dreams. Oh, wow. And, and, and then so, that led into crypto. <laughs> gotcha so so really so really yeah. the it sounds like yeah the entrepreneurial bug that that spirit was it just the freedom as you said to to enact like you had the skill set to be able to kind of create what it is that you it were envisioning and, and there was nothing mm -hmm. stopping you at that point right and exactly exactly and yeah because it was just like yo i like i can build this product like i i, I, I I'm, I'm capable of doing it in case I get stuck, I'm now, I got to the point where the, 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 the three hours of classes a day that I had weren't enough. So I was just jumping on YouTube to learn like the steps ahead. You know, it, it was like moving too slow for me. Um, so I was like, like, I got YouTube if I get stuck, like, you know what, let's do it. So um, yeah, so, so that's where like, I, I just started, you know, my, my first business, uh, which did not do well. And several ones after that did not do well, but uh, it's all part of the journey. Totally, totally. And and I think the that entrepreneurial experience. It's like, did you did you anticipate failing uh, with with businesses before? Like knowing that, hey, this is part of that that process. That that uh, the the in 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 essence, if I learn from them, they're wins. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, at that time. Um, you know, being young, and I'm still young and still very passionate, but, but you know, having never failed at something, at least in business before, because I had never tried, I was like, this is a hit, like, no doubt. Like, yes, I was listening, which helped a lot, listening to a lot of personal development, like podcasts and audiobooks and, and business. And, you know, everyone says, like, you're going to fail, like, you're going to fail. And I'm kind of thinking, mm, I don't know, like this is, the, I, you know, still. But so when I did fail, like I was prepared for it because, you know, listening to the audiobooks and the podcasts from like, you know, successful business owners, they kind of prepped me for it. So like I wasn't discouraged at all and, and kept kept at it um, for many years to come. Got it. And, and, and with the entrepreneurial spirit and, and understanding that it's kind of a longer term game. Was it, well, I guess, what attracted you initially to entrepreneurship other than, or was this, was it simply, hey, I can, I don't have any barriers. I don't have any roadblocks. It's just yeah. what's in my head. I just have to figure out how to implement. Yeah, I think it's definitely more along those, those levels. Um, something that threw me off, you know, in university in particular was one to excel in it. To, to learn what I really wanted to learn, I needed to do these other classes or learn these other things that I wasn't particularly interested in, in order to, 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 to learn what I really wanted to learn, which was like more on, at that time, developing games and entrepreneurship. I went to my advisor and asked, like, do you guys do courses with this stuff? Yes, your last year you still have another two uh. years until you get to, to those classes. So I was like, I, 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 was like, I don't want to waste my time. I, I want to learn this now. So that was a big driving factor. But then also um, I felt very like forced 
uh, in a way as in like, yeah, you know, make sure you guys like do this, do this, do this to get your degree to go work for someone else. Um, yeah, I, it just didn't resonate with me because I was like, man, I can like just, you know, start this app or launch this website and like keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. Like sooner or later, it's going to turn around and like, like, you know, and I can make the decisions and just be more free than, you know, someone else telling me what to do. Totally. That, that resonated with me and it just kind of stuck with it. Sure. Sure. So it sounds like then that the, really the critical jump off point for you was realizing at school that one, you, you already knew what you wanted to do. You realized that the classes you were taking, there was this two year period in which to, to ultimately be immersed in what you actually wanted to do. It was something you could just mm-hmm. do. You didn't have to wait, you know, and, and that right. also kind of meant though, that you'd have to gear shift into a different lane, i.e. entrepreneurship and dropping classes with all that. Was there a, an early experience when you made that shift that kind of validated, Hey, I've taken steps in a different direction. I know what I want to do. I'm pursuing business here. I fell a couple of times through, through, through that all, was there a nugget of light of hope of, of reassurance that, Hey, you know what, despite this, I'm on the right path and I know I've made the right decision. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, I think it was actually very early on, um, which was, which was with my first business because I was into design and then I learned how to code websites. Um, and at the time, Facebook was very popular. And I was like, hey, what if I designed Facebook covers? And uh, so the website, which doesn't, doesn't exist anymore, it's a shame. I kind of want to like revitalize it. Um, it's <laughs> foulcovers.com. <laughs> so it was like my name with covers. And I thought, this is so cool, like foulcovers.com. Um, so I, I did my designs and I made like custom Facebook posts. Um, and when I had someone that I had no idea who it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't my parents or it wasn't my brother. It was someone random in New York that purchased a, a custom Facebook cover. I was like, it's, it's possible. It's possible. Um, and, and on top there, it was someone else that had also purchased one of my pre-made ones. And that um, reassured me this, with this whole passive income concept, right? Like work hard before you can build these products in particular digital products, which to this day are still kind of like my favorite. Actually, they are my favorite type of product um, because, yeah, you can you can work hard to build them, put it up there. And, and you know, when they sell, they can sell while you sleep and automatically get delivered and, and all that. So I got to say quite early on, I was like, yeah, this is completely possible and I'm just going to keep 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 at it like i'm gonna keep trying until something something sticks um right and then and then if i were to jump into like yeah like the self-sustaining is like yeah as as i learned more and more and, and got better with marketing um i did i did pick up affiliate marketing um because then that led me into because that, that's something very important with online business is like you gotta be a good marketer um that it's like one of the most important pieces so I had actually dropped off a little bit on the actual building side and had shifted more onto the marketing side uh, a little later on when I started this, this entrepreneurial journey. So I picked up affiliate marketing um, for the reason that, you know, I learned marketing to, to market my own products um, at the time. But then I thought, wait a second, at this point, like I can actually sell someone else's product. Like I don't need to go through the time of maintaining or continuing to build. But I can sell other people's products and make a commission on it. Um, so, so I had a, an affiliate business that started doing quite well, um, and then that's something else that caught my attention was a, was, was a affiliate marketing, um, and then that's when I got into like SEO and ranking on Google and, and these sort of things. Yeah, like one thing just led to the other, to the other, to the other. Um, yeah, and all, and all the while you're you're building the skill sets and the experience that ultimately is leading i imagine led you to where you are now with metagalactic club days ducks and everything else yeah yeah it's pretty surreal uh, actually like how it's 
all piece together to 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 now like the Metagalactic Club. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's quite amazing. It's like wow, okay, like these are all the things that need to happen. Like I learned this in this business. Like, and don't get me wrong, we are still learning a lot. Like we've made so many mistakes that now, like the next time around, like we will not do. But having had you know, a whole heap of other mistakes under my belt. At least it, we weren't making those ones again. Sure. So, so maybe just to backtrack, what what then led from you? You know, moving more into affiliate marketing. You're still on the entrepreneurial journey. You're you're trying out a different bunch of different businesses. You've now uh, been exposed to you know investing in in uh, different uh, forms of crypto and stuff like that. How does all yeah. this kind of snowball and then, you know, Days Dogs Metagalactic Club are, are sort of born? So I'd say the major snowball effect. So, yeah, backtracking to being introduced to crypto in, in 2016, that's when it kind of sparked my attention. Uh, however, again, at the time, I didn't have much capital. I had you know, many failed businesses. Like I was always investing basically everything I had into in my bank account to, in these businesses. So, I, yeah, I didn't have anything as far as investing at the time uh i tried to get my my family in like my dad in but he wasn't buying it at all um so i kind of watched that first bull run like, <laughs> like oh my god if i had put this like it would have become this like holy crap um so so like I, I I witnessed the first that first big run you know back in 2017 without actually really being in it um so I knew like what was possible in this world of investing in crypto um so in the time between 2017 and 2019 uh I had finally had one of my affiliate businesses generate a substantial amount of income where I had enough to invest um, and again, majority, actually, well, not again, actually, it's for some time, but majority of the funds I was making at the time, I was actually investing in one of my previous businesses that I had built a prototype for and had been very successful prototype. So I just had this goal to just finish it. Um, but on the sidelines, crypto was always there. So I was able to put a little 500 here, you know, a thousand every, every now and then, you know, tried to get at least 500 a weekend. Um, and then that business that I had invested in did not go anywhere. And I was like, oh my God. But then my crypto portfolio started taking off like crazy, like I just, just surreal. So it definitely caught my attention <laughs> more. Um, cause then I started making a substantial amount of income, um, on investing in crypto, um, that I focused more attention to it. Um, because I had a lot of capital, like a small amount went a really long way, and I managed to move it around into different altcoins, you know, shuffle it around a little, um, do very well with it, where it got to a point um, that then NFTs got onto my radar. And when NFTs got onto my radar, I was like, this is very, very interesting because the NFTs you know, the way that, that we're currently using them is just an, such an amazing portal into, again, this kind of Web3 world we're talking about. Um, so then that's when I kind of connected the dots. I was just like, okay, with my web, you know, marketing slash development experience and this NFT technology, like there can be something there without a doubt. Um, and I and 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 there was a local artist here in Antigua, extremely talented. And I was like, "Yeah, man, this this is like this is the right guy for this this job." That's where I diverted most of my crypto portfolio to go almost all in on creating the you know at the time we, we were called the, specifically you know Days Ducks Metagalactic Club. Um, however, now yeah, we're doing a slight uh, restructure to the Metagalactic Club. And uh, yeah, and, and to be honest, I just invested, yeah, most of my crypto into into this project. And it's been a hell of a ride. Sure. What for those uh listeners who don't know, what exactly is Days Ducks? What what's the mission statement behind Metagalactic Club? What are you guys all about? 
Yeah, definitely. And that's and that was and it's a great question because it was something that now we're we're really like wanting to focus on that mission statement because we we kind of just took off and started building like we just wanted to like build these products right and then have this community around these products that we built and and you know create something there but then I was like okay hold on a second it's like let's deep dive into it and ultimately what has just become naturally is just such a strong community that's you know really in this space and in particular innovating this web3 space with products that exist in the web2 world but now converting them into like web3 in any new innovative way that that's introduced uh, as we as we explore because it's this kind of like new territory um so yeah so it's so we're so we're a pretty solid community uh, where yeah we jump on town halls every week with with updates on that and 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 we really focus on community and community feedback while we build these next products out all while giving value back um, to, to the holders in these uh, neat little innovative ways that we can get into uh, later on. Sure. Is the artistic side of things still with the original uh, artist that in Antigua that, that you yeah. had? Oh, awesome. And, and so how did, how did that initial conversation go? Like, did you just approach him or blue? Like how, how did, yeah, how did yeah, all yeah, that come together? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's it's a funny story because um, I had known him for a very long time, just mainly through social media. Um, you know, he was posting his artwork, and 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 he has a lot of his work around the island at different restaurants and whatnot. So, like, I knew, I knew, I knew of him. We had never met in person, um, and at the time, I was in Canada. Actually, um, had the second second child on the way. And that's when the NFTs popped up on my radar. Um, and I was like, again, like, wow, okay, this guy will kill it. So I just hit him up on Instagram. I was like, yo, you're free for a call. You know, he never met me in person. He's like, yeah, man, like, here's my number. Gave him a call. I was like, dude, go off. Like, have you heard of NFTs? And he's like, no, man, like, what are those? <laughs> so, you know, we kind of deep dove into that space. Uh, you know, I was explaining, you know, what, what an NFT is and, and it definitely captivated his attention. Like he didn't 100 fully percent grasp it. But at the time I was also showing him like what was happening in the space. And yeah, he, like he was definitely very interested. Um, so we actually started where where I was almost going to be like, um, let's say almost like a like a manager. And we were like working on one of one stuff. Like I set him up a rareable profile. Um, and he was putting up one of one artwork on Rarible on Ethereum. Um, I was just buying it all. You know, whenever he would put something, I was the only buyer. But <laughs> but but it got to a point where I was just like, okay, this isn't really working. Uh, like, what should we do? And I was like, we need to we need to create a collection. You know, because then with a collection, you can really create a community. And uh, so yeah, so I was like. Dude, like, let's make a collection on like what 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 character do you do you want to do like, and he's like, well, you know, like, showed me a, a an actual physical painting of a, of a day's duck, and he's like, yeah, man, this is day's duck, like, this is like my top seller in my shop, like, people are just drawn to it, and I and I, I think, yeah, let's do that. I was like, all right, day's ducks, like, let's do it. So um, I I started working on the website. He started working on all the individual assets um and and yeah and, and then we just went with it and as i started marketing it then it caught the attention of a few others here in antigua that are that are, have been in like you know the marketing and, and fintech space so you know one of them reached out to me like yo man like i love what you guys are doing you know like can i help out so that's when zach came on board um who set up all of our discords and like Facebook or no, sorry, uh, Twitter and, and was very active on that side of things. Um, and then Sash came on board uh, because he was already introduced in like the fintech startup companies in, in England. So he had good connections with developers in Europe um, to help us out on the development side of things. Um, so it's four of us all based here in Antigua. 
um, that, that, yeah, we know we just kind of ran, ran with the project and, 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 you know, it was about five to six months of like building and pre-marketing. Uh, and then we managed to mint out. Amazing. Was minting out nugget that, that let you know, Hey, Daisy ducks is of all the things you've been working on. Like, Hey, this is the, this is the experience that is, that is validating all of the entrepreneurial efforts and everything in between. Like it's culminating with this mint. hundred percent because there was like a few little techniques that I've learned again from previous mistakes that we didn't do again, like leading up to like the minting process and during minting um, that, yeah, 100, especially when we minted out, is like 100% like validated, like, wow. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> 100%. And don't get me wrong, you know, it's definitely not all sunshine and rainbows because boy, oh boy, of these last five months, you know, we minted out a month before the major crash. And oh wow. that was something that I have never been through before. So lesson learned there. Like we got hit hard, you know, our <laughs> treasury. Like, oh. <laughs> but again, it's still it's still validated and we're still building. And and on my side of things, you know, in my previous businesses that failed you know, ultimately they, they fail when you stop working on them is, is when you, when, when it's really considered a failure. And now that we have such a strong community and so many like passionate members, I just don't see this failing because I, it's something that now is like, I will not stop. You know, like I, I do right. not see myself moving on to another thing of what has been established so far. And how much of that is really the alignment of your interests, your passions, and the feedback from from pursuing the path that you're on that from, I guess the universe feedback of hey, people have obviously you know you had the mint, people have purchased the the work it's like and then as you're talking about the community building and everything. Is it just, does it, does it feel fully aligned? And that's how, you know, this is your path. What's, what's, what are the other indicators yeah. aside from fulfillment that, that really make you uh, aware of this, of this juncture? Great question. Um, and, and what aligns with that directly is my, is, is with the previous experience I've had, even working with clients with like e-commerce stores and whatnot. Um, so like when we launch our merchandise, um, like I built out that the, the whole platform myself using WooCommerce because I, you know, have experience with building those stores, you know, integrating what needs to be integrated to, to be able to, 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 to do it. So like, that was just like, that was a breeze, you know, where usually it could take some time if you don't know what you're doing. Um, so like that was a, <laughs> that was not a breeze on, on the business side of things because Physical products are, oh my gosh, one of the biggest pain in the ass I've ever been through. Um, but a breeze on the technical side, on the digital building side. Um, so yeah, and then leading on to these next business ventures, it ties into my previous passions. So uh, the next venture that we'll be launching is soulgames.com. So it's going to be a, a gaming platform that will have both casino style games but as well as the hyper casual gaming uh games you know such as like flappy bird and, and helix jump and these sort of like tap games where you can enter tournaments with and 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 you know one of my dreams has always been to to launch one of these games um you know when we launch soul games it will have other people's games in it. And then who knows, maybe eventually I'll introduce one of the previous games I, I was building out. Um, but but it, it ties into my, my gaming passion. Um, and it goes a little further than that as far as like then the marketing side, um, you know, made me aware how lucrative the, the advertising is. Um, so once we establish Soul Games, 
and the Metagalactic Club uh, properly, like where we really like want it to be, which essentially, you know, is profitable. Um, we want to introduce Soul Ads, which will be an advertising uh, networking platform. And that ties into my, my previous experience uh, utilizing many of these platforms. Uh, but this time, sure. we'll try building our own. Yeah. And I love how, again, it's like initial interest in gaming and web design is now full circle. You, you kind of went through your own, <laughs> call it uh, entrepreneurial tech hero's journey, and then came out the other side with still the same vision, but all these acquired skills and perspectives that have then been able to be implemented in this new right. company uh, and, and, and world that you're creating. Yeah. And actually, it's funny you say that because there's a kind of one piece here that I didn't talk about, but it's funny because it does tie in to when I started university. Um, and maybe it was the spark of the entrepreneur bug. Um, but we have a platform. It's in beta now. Um, but it's how, it's how we give value back to our holders. Uh, it's soulbids.com. And it's a auction and raffle platform where you can win NFTs, gift cards, and in real life items. Again, right now in beta, we don't have many prizes there, but uh, but once our ecosystem becomes profitable, uh, that's going to be a place where there's some like nice juicy prizes for uh, you know mainly for our holders um, because it'll be exclusive to our native token, um, but outsiders can theoretically purchase the token and enter these raffles. Anyways, the unique way um, that at least the auction platform is in in the Web two space is called Penny Auctions. And when I got to San Francisco, I stumbled across a site called cupids.com. And it was a penny auction site where it's like a gamified auction platform that I got hooked into. I was like, wow, if I just like bid here and I can win these items and I can sell these items and, and I should be able to profit because like they made it where you can like the more you bid, you can purchase that item with the bid that you had previously used. So there's almost like no losing with that platform anyway so like i deep dove into that and, and started selling like these items that i would win um that now that platform like that technology that idea we're rebuilding in the web3 space um just for like like how captivating of an experience it was for me back then wow you mentioned before on on the tip of everything uh, i'm i'm thinking about the successes that you, that you're describing and sort of the the finding the connectivity between all of your different experiences you mentioned at one point that you were trying to get your 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 father on board with crypto and he was a little hesitant to it did do your parents understand sort of the world you're in now and 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 what it what it is and or or is there some sort of or there, is there still sort of a an ambiguity around how it works what you're doing and all that stuff and and i ask because i know for a lot of people just in general understanding what crypto is and understanding cryptocurrency as a, a and decentralized concepts as a as a as a thing is is certainly uh can be a little challenging so Using your parents as an example, mm. with with their son who's who's actually having success in the space, how how do they relate to to everything? And you know, have they been able to be supportive or or just curious? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because yeah, because at the beginning, you know, obviously uh, dropping out of university for most parents um, is not like they're not many parents are a fan of that. Um, mine weren't too much but they didn't you know they didn't really mind but they did pull the card which you know i'm grateful for and i'll probably do the same with my kids where where it's like all right well if you're not in uni then we're not going to support you anymore so i was like what okay we don't fuck it like, yeah. um yeah. so so they're like yeah you know they knew that i was pursuing this 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 world but my dad you know he was always like oh it's a scam and and he actually did invest in one of my first products i did want to to launch uh but but that developer basically disappeared with the money so it reassured him Ooh. yeah this world is just full of scammers it's all sure. thing and and that on top of it is like <sighs> so it wasn't like the best experience in, in the beginning um but i just kept at it and i think how they saw that i just kept at it you know they of course that they're going to support that 
were they like on board with it fully? Mm, probably not. But but then yeah, finally kind of like when success started coming in and 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 then sure. I kind of showed them how this stuff worked. Uh, my dad in particular got got very yeah like involved himself. So like I managed to get him to invest in crypto, and that became a substantial amount. And I mean, he became more excited about the space for a moment there than I did. <laughs> he, oh, wow. you know, he'd call me every day. It's like, oh, did you see? Like, did you see this token? Like, have you heard about this? this? And I was like, <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he he got very excited about it. But I guess it's also that euphoric moment that you know, if you get in just before a parabolic bull run, and you see those numbers, um, yeah, I think it will happen with anyone. Um, sure. Uh, and then and then yeah, and then when I shifted to the ducks and the whole NFT thing kind of similar where you know just they just did not understand like the concept of it but i think kind of similar too because because it was so funny um i remember my dad being there we we, as a team we had all gone um like a lounge area to mint during the mint and we were actually minting ourselves uh and my dad was there like super confused about these ducks and like why we're buying these ducks and Anyways, when we minted out and, you know, he heard like how much we had raised, same thing. He's like, oh my God, like I, I want a duck. Like, oh, like how do I get one? Da, 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 da. So I showed him all the whole phantom integration and this and that and that. And yeah, yeah to this day, he's like you know, super kind of excited to be in the space. Obviously not as much now. I think, you know, in a bear market, people that aren't passionate, <laughs> fully passionate about the space leave, but <laughs> sure, you know, sure. But, still still in it you know totally and in terms of being in the bear market and just being in in this space in general what what do you foresee as the future of in this case art and gaming and and crypto and sort of the the industry in that sense you know what's what do you think we can expect to see regardless of where the market is just the future of gaming and art and and all of those things i think what will be really interesting to see what happens here um and this is the route that that we're in particular taking compared to traditional business um but one is the transparency as in like the full transparency of a business so like i'll give you an example um with us and like our communities like we have a dashboard where you can see like our treasury um we're developing a a place where you can see like you know how every dollar is spent like where every dollar is spent so like there's that level where now like you're able to do something like that um not not super easily but a lot easier than it would be in like the web 2 space and like the traditional banking space you know, because already now on the blockchain, everything is already transparent. So when a transaction happens, like it's a lot easier to record that and, and show it as opposed to if you were to try to do that with banking, it, a lot more difficult. So like the, the, the transparency of monetary flows, um, I think will be will be huge in, in many different industries because I think it will be tailored to, I, I believe, companies that are transparent with that are the ones that are going to gain the trust of the public and ultimately their business. Um, yeah, so, so that's like transparency is, is, is one of, you know, one of our core values. Um, and, and I'll give you another example of it where with that transparency and the monetary flow of funds is I do believe that the funds should ultimately then come back around to the, the user. And in particular, this, this the best example of this would be with the advertising. Um, on the advertising side, you know, we know now that like our data is being sold for like hundreds of millions, billions of dollars through advertising, right? So with, with what we want to do in a way with, with Soul Ads and the way that we had this idea was we imagined our users coming in seeing an advertising right but but then but then the 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 money made from that advertising ultimately like eventually revolves back to them 
and and and, and unfortunately um, like we, we're not able to do that directly because you'd be considered a security. So this is why we've created sole bids to purchase prizes and, and these sort of things that then it will go there. Um, so we're trying to actually establish a structure where 80% of net profits would go into giving back to the community um, uh, through, through a, a fully wow. transparent way. Um, so, so like you in theory, you know, would be making money off looking through advertisements uh, rather than it all going to the people at the top. And this goes the same for gaming, right? Um, and in gaming, these companies are making billions of dollars through in-app purchases. But now with NFTs, the -hmm. players have the ability to own the in-app purchases, right? So like when there is an in-app purchase of the NFT that you own or of the item that you have created, you're the one that's making the money and and yes the people that created get that kickback um but that's why we love the 80 20 principle where like in that in that form like as a core team or as the core community that created it like we just want 20 percent, but we believe 80 percent should go back to the end user everything is an experiment in this space but it's a concept that 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 we really believe in that we're that, that we're embedding with these next businesses yeah, and and I love how the experimentation in the area that you're talking about now is is really just about giving back, and and then again hoping that that becomes the norm. You know that that giving back to the people yeah uh, in the community is normalized. Yeah, as far as like the normalizing side, like I, I I really see it as like moving forward that if a company or business doesn't do that then they have a stable chance of surviving because it's like, wait a second, this community or this product or this service, you know, in some way, shape or form, eventually that value is returned back to me or at least not like not all of it, but like a good chunk. I'm pretty passionate about, about that. Um, For example, like when we minted out, we only paid ourselves 20% of those mint funds. 80% went into the, the treasury where the community um, kind of like controlled or in, in the, what we're using to build now. Um, I don't know many projects that, 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 that do that or have done that. Yeah, or have that percentage split. Right, that percent, exactly. <laughs> Which all comes back to in, in we mentioned it or we touched on it earlier on in the conversation, the, the concept of decentralization and, and what that would bring. And mm-hmm. with, with respect to Days Ducks and, and Metagalactic, it, it sounds like from what you're saying, the future for what you guys are building is that community is at the forefront and keeping that transparency is, is also part of what you believe success will come from. Yeah, 100%. In this next Web3 space, 100%. Like, is it the end-all, be-all? Maybe not. Maybe it is. But as far as I see it, it definitely will play a major role uh, of, of who's successful or not in this next wave. The, the idea being that those who aren't transparent have something to hide or that the transparency just breeds goodwill? Yeah, in a way where, where I feel like if you're not transparent, you do have something to hide. You know, you're either just being a bit too greedy with the money and, 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 and paying yourself a crazy amount or, or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Why not be transparent? Hmm. Totally. And, and it changes the paradigm, too, to, to top down. If, if the top's transparent and normalizing transparency there, then the idea being trickle down, you know, hopefully at every level from here on out, then there's transparency across the board. And as we were saying before, then transparency and giving back become the norm rather than perhaps what, what, uh, what you could say about the traditional systems at play. Exactly. And, and this, this leads me into like, you know, my, my next mission, but that won't be for a while as in, I want to establish it here with the Medigalactic club. But I think that, I think that that's how um, governments and politics should operate too. Totally. Next steps, uh, Metagalactic Club in the next 
you know, six year, six months to to year. What do you, what can we expect from you guys, and and what should we be on the lookout for? Yeah, the next six months is going to be uh, quite interesting because because yeah, we have we have uh, we have Soul Games that's almost ready to launch, um, and I and I have so much confidence that what we've built with Soul Games will be that 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 product that will get us that attention again you know people will go on to soul games you know and from that see that it's been built by the metagalactic club see the metagalactic club and we have some pretty neat website design ideas which we want to blow some minds with um that that then to captivate people into this ecosystem that we're building um so i i feel yeah again quite confident with the launch of soul games and everything that we we have planned as far as like each piece of this ecosystem that we're building um, in preparation for that launch and after that launch should make some noise in the space and 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 show again this whole kind of flywheel effect of it coming back to 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 the holders and to members and and even to to the users. So so yeah, definitely keep a keep keep a lookout for that. Um, with that as well, uh, you know, with knowing the attention that can be brought, we're also kind of working in like we again like restructuring our brand. Um, in the beginning, we were a bit all over the place. You know, we had Days Ducks, Days Ducks Medigalactic Club, we had the Medigalactic Club, we have Planet Mallard, we have you know Galaxies. Um, so so we've been really really focused, you know, in in this past month to get our lore you know, on point and our branding on point um, and just focus, so focused on that in preparation for these next launches that, again, I, I feel really confident that we'll make some noise in the space and, and get back up into the, the that popular collection. And after that, that's usually when FOMO kicks in, but no financial <laughs> advice there. <laughs> sure, um, sure. Yeah. Is the name for Soul Games out of curiosity S O U L or S O L E or or how do you spell it? S O L. S O L. Got yeah. it. Cool. Well, this has been another episode of Lights Camera Crypto at Metagalactic. Sean, thank you so much and uh, best of luck with, with everything. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lights, Camera, Crypto, a podcast produced by Matt Solon and Decentral Media. Music by Brian Duncan and Kareem Himes. <laughs>